Welcome back, everybody. Episode 174. Uh, welcome back. This was a fun one. Nick Gibbs. I don't know if you remember him from last time. It's been about a year and a half or so. You know, white rapper from Wichita. You know how hardcore they are. Gang banging. No, I'm just kidding. This dude is all about positivity, positivity love, unity. Uh, he puts on one heck of a show. It's why I initially brought him on the show. It's just I was very impressed with uh, his performance, and I like his music. It's good. Check him out on Spotify, nickgibbs316.com. I believe is his website. <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to take a drink of my wonderful peach tree from Aldi's, peach tree tea. It's amazing, everybody. I, I can't get enough of it. Hold on. So follow Nick Gibbs everywhere you see him. Instagram, you guys know the deal. And don't forget to follow me everywhere and my Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. And uh, look, a dollar a month. If you don't have a dollar a month, stop listening to me right now. Turn it off. I don't want you. Pay for me. Fuck you. Pay me. I'm just kidding. Just like one of my posts on Instagram. That's all I need. I love you guys. Enjoy the episode. Bye. Welcome to the Inner Talk Podcast. Well, no topic is off limits. Now here's your host, my daddy, and Void of Soul. Thank you for coming to the Inner Talk Podcast. Boom, talk, boom. In three, two, one. All right, just like that. No energy. No, I'm kidding. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Nick Gibbs returns. I'm Nick back, baby. Gibbs, I uh, named him Wichita's best rapper because he's the only one I know, <laughs> and it's all about biased opinions around here, but Absolutely. as far as I'm concerned, shit. Man, it's an honor. Thank you for having me back, man. You yeah. talk. Thanks for coming back. Man, it's an honor. Whew. Cheers. Oh, yeah, yeah cheers. We'll, we'll, we'll salute here on, on camera, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Mm-mm. That is good. That is pretty good. What you been up to, man? What's changed oh. in the past? It's been about a year, less than, I don't know, I feel like 14, 15 months? Yeah, we're definitely almost pushing two years for sure. Think so? Mm-hmm. I think, uh, let's see, the last one was, I had the show with Joe, no, it was God in this, wasn't it? Or no, it was after that. Yeah, because that's how we met. I met you at the Godamus show. Yep. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. At uh, the Roxy? Yeah. R.I.P. the Roxy. R.I.P. the Roxy. R.I.P. Uh, was that, and that was still, that was during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Because I do remember that was, that was Kansas, and I remember going there, and I was, because I spent time on the Missouri side. I don't ever cross that border unless mm-hmm. I, like, got to. And I walked in there, and I was like, do I got to wear my mask? He's like, nope. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Well, all right, baby. <laughs> the Wild West of Kansas. It was man. the Wild was West. Wild. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out when the podcast was. I just looked at it because um, I wanted to know about the timing. We talked for about an hour, hour 30. It was fire. But yeah, don't ask me. I have so many. I can't remember. I remember conversations, and, of course, I remember people, but I can't remember, like, how long ago. Mm-hmm. Sir, I just You have so many conversations. They kind of just... I, you know, I've got I got a lot of what do I got? I got a lot of people and conversations in my head. Many different like genres of conversations yeah, too. Yeah. So it's, like it's all over the place. But. Yeah, and that's part of the reason, like real talk, why it's bit why it takes a while to get rappers, especially back in here, mm-hmm. is because I don't want to get pigeonholed. 
no. as Kansas City's hip hop podcast. Uh, rap box. rap podcast. Like there's some out there, there's plenty out there. Uh shout out to E16 with a uh, Fast Lane Trey. He's starting a new thing right now. It's going I think it's going to do really well. And um but yeah, that's not my thing. Like I love hip hop, I love rappers, so I want to talk to them. Absolutely. And it's easy to talk to them cuz there's so many. But I, I, I got to mix it up, man. Yeah, it's very oversaturated. Yeah. In fact, last night I was hanging out with... Hip-hop Bo- is? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Super. Oh, uh, yeah. Everybody... And I think it's because of the advancement of technology that's made it... Yep. Like, because back in the day you had one guy that had all the equipment and you would go to that... Like, literally Bubba Sparks and I were having this conversation last night. It's so yeah. crazy to think about. Oh, dope. Uh, yeah, he came to Wichita and I got to... I brought him into town. I talked to... Uh, wicked ways and he was the one who generated the tour and so i've got to bring him uh i think you may know this guy his name's p win he's from uh missouri and uh i think it's pax two times okay uh they're both from or no it's pat two times i'm sorry okay butchered his name my bad dude i don't know the dude uh, but apologize the, to me. They're good artists, man. They're really, really good artists. But uh, yeah, they came into town with Bubba Sparks, and uh, you know, I got lucky enough to sit down with Bubba and have a conversation with him. And one of the things that he talked about was the oversaturation in music uh, and people not paying homage. Now, I remember we had that conversation the last time we were here. Yeah. About paying homage to artists that are bigger than us and paved the way. So it's yeah. There's two ways you can go with it. You know, there's there's a lot of people that'll that'll pay homage to it or homage, whatever, whatever word you want to use, pay them honor. But then you got the other people that are like, yeah, let me let me like diss the dude, yeah, and Trump and, and get on like that. Like, there's a lot. You know, there's always the positive way you can go at something, and the negative way. It's all for clout. Like it really is. Yeah, both ways are a lot mm-hmm. of times too. Absolutely, that's why the real recognize real. Right. So like when you come with it correctly, yeah. then it's one hundred percent. Like yeah, yeah, real recognize real. Like if you're not like if you're, whenever I'm like, I'm a, I, I try to keep it real. Like I tell people their shit's garbage if it is, mm-hmm. but if it's fire, because if you keep it real like that, they respect you when you say it's good. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. It's like if you said everybody's good, then you're just a yes man, and then. There's a lot of trash out here. Oh my gosh! I, I just, love I love local, and but you, yeah, you're saying like I guess you and Bubba are saying it is oversaturated. I've I've had that discussion on this podcast a few times. Mm-hmm. Is where I try to guess. Like I try, I like to ask rappers, how many how how many rappers do you think there are in Kansas City? You know how many do you think there are? I'm gonna start with a broad answer and say too many. Yeah. Um. And I guess it kind of depends on what your kind of definition of it is, but you know, people that are walking around calling themselves rappers, you know, I'm writing like maybe they got like one little tape out there with four or five songs. I think there's over a thousand for yeah. sure. I th- I would say over a thousand, but I also think that there's such thing as like a SoundCloud rapper, and then there's like a legitimate artist, you know. Uh, and that's why I don't like to call myself a rapper. I consider myself an MC. Okay. Uh, you know, I was a rapper the last time I was here, but you know, there's an elevation that came with it. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you get the roses by other artists that are bigger than you, like, uh, just the other day I was in, uh, Lawrence, Kansas and was supposed to open or co-headline for Jerry Robinson. Mm-hmm. And then Jerry Robinson said, uh, you want to switch? So I ended oh, wow. up, he ended up introducing me. Oh, cool. 
which was wild. That's cool. I like that. Where's he from? He's from New York. Okay. Where yeah. does he live? Well, he lives, well, technically in New York, but he also lives here in uh, Lee Summit because he's part of Strange Music. Right. So uh, he, he he's a mobile individual. I don't think he stays in one spot for not even five minutes. Okay. Uh, even in, in person when you hang out with him, he's very mobile. Uh, very New York minute, you know, just trying to take care of business. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of those dudes, a uh, hustler, nonstop going. I love it. I, I love can't it. handle them, dude, sometimes. Uh, they can be a lot. I feed off that energy. It's like, so, like, when I went to New York and was with the busy lifestyle, it, it felt good. Really? I mean, of course you needed a nap afterwards. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because you're, you're trying to acclimate to the situation. But when I was there... Uh, the hustle and bustle is a, is a good mentality to have. And I think a lot of people, like, say, in the Midwest, that's w probably the main reason why progression in the Midwest is a lot slower oh, yeah. than other cities like New York and right. Atlanta and, you know, uh, California, probably because of the fact of that we don't got hustle. We got people who work, but we don't got well, hustle. We got hustle. I just don't – I think maybe – Think about, let's say people got that, I call it like a hustler gene. Mm -hmm. Like they just, that there's just that people that are built like that. Let's just say, for instance, 10% of people have that. Yeah. Well, if you're in a city with, you know, how many, what, 300 million? Or how many people are in, in New York? Five, six million or 10 million? I don't know. But let's, I, let's say it's 10 million. Yeah. That means there's like 10% of that's 1 million hustler so you're going to run into them a lot more yeah but here kansas city's like population of one million that's only like a hundred thousand hardcore hustlers right or a thousand what is it? i don't know one percent or ten percent is a hundred thousand so you don't run into them as often so no maybe it's just there's because there's so many more people it seems like that but right. i see people out here hustling yeah i mean you know i see them and a lot of times they kind of hustle and then they move though well i think it, it Hustle is a proper terminology for it, but I think a lot of people here uh, work hard, not smart. Mm -hmm. You know, with a hustle in a New York lifestyle, in my mind, is 10 steps ahead of what somebody here is making moves on. Because, I, I mean, I see a lot of huge artists around here that should be bigger than what they are, but they sell themselves short because I think uh, music is a lot like a sales pitch. You got to make sure that, like, you, you aim high and then go down, you know, especially when you're talking about making contracts uh, or, you know, how much you're going to get paid or compensated for your time at the show. People sell themselves short and live off of the exposure mentality other than like, because if you put money in and you don't get anything in return, I see it as a temporary situation. If you find a way to uh, push yourself and focus on the ROI, you know what I mean? Right. So that's kind of like the biggest portion. Most people don't think that through, and that's why they stay. Uh, the steps here are a lot slower than, say, somebody in New York. Because, like, Jerry Robinson, you know, he negotiates. I've listened to him negotiate about situations, and it's pretty solid. <laughs> it's, that he, sounds very New York. <laughs> it's very it, it's different than here you know what i'm saying and so and he's got a lovely fiance that also helps with that management as well and she's phenomenal tara's like, a phenomenal woman uh wife goals man that's my wife goal right there for real wife goals. 
well, just have one that is down for it. And so down for the uh, the moves and the progression and then also making sure that you're getting paid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the biggest thing. Get a little man if you need. What's up, buddy? We're back. We're uh, back. Wife goals, you said, huh? Yes, wife goals. <laughs> so, you know, somebody who has that business mentality and looks for your best interest and also wants to ride with you, wants to be a part of it. Yeah. Because that's one of the hardest things that I had to deal I with. I know nothing about Jerry Robinson. I mean, I know a little bit. I just know he's, you know, white rapper signed with Strange. He's really good. He's a hip-hop. He gets got a little reggae vibe. Uh, and then also, you know, he's got like a rasp with his voice, so he adds a lot of different uh, sub-genres. I just see his pictures, and I, I'm like, this dude's always just like trying to be too cool. Like He's always got his sunglasses on inside. I don't know. I mean, he's a cool-looking dude, but I mean, I'll have to check him out. He's good. He looks he's really good. good, and he's really, really humble, like a really, really nice. humble, respectful guy. Uh, he knows me by first-name basis, so he knows who I am, which is fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, some people let that go over their head, you know? And they they act like they don't know anybody and oh sure yeah who are you again like nah he's like Nick how you doing man who are some of the people that would be like that around here that have no business doing being like that uh it's usually people that have no business acting that way <laughs> in the beginning for sure you know you're definitely not big enough to be acting that way that's what I'm saying you know what but I'm you saying? do see that around oh here. my god it's pretentious yeah it's so pretentious and it makes no sense to me like why why are we why are we faking that we're this famous? Or you see people who have like bodyguards for like f- a group of five people in the venue, you know, and they're sitting on the chair right next to the people performing and arms crossed looking like they're ready for a problem. It's just like, dude, come on. <laughs> this is like the worst. It, it's a played out thing. People do this mentality of fake it till you make it. And they think that's going to be the way for them to like project and like really grow. And I wonder if it's that or if it's them trying to trick themselves into just like faking it to uh, faking, trying to fake themselves too. Well, it's a facade and you know, it's a facade. They fold like a chair in the slightest bit of conflict. Like don't, (laughs) don't play like that. Right. I've literally been threatened multiple, multiple times by keyboard warriors and things like that. And I'm saying they're going to do something, (laughs) you know, where I live. I mean, come on now. Like, let's, let's put that away. Not hard to find. He's in yeah, Wichita. I'm I'm everywhere, man. What's the uh, rap scene in Wichita like right now? It's very mellow, and it's uh, in a good mellow. Like, there's okay. no conflict. There's no beef. Nobody hating anybody. Really? It's, it's beautiful right now. Okay. I mean, at least the people who are relevant in the game. You know, there may be people below uh, the people who are really pushing, you know, uh, and so th- those may have beef, and that's probably why, you know, people don't know about them. But from what I know and from what I see in my visual, uh, that, I guess, that level, everybody's unified. Everybody gets the bigger portion. Everybody gets, like, the premise of what it is. So Are you connected at all with, I mean, I, you are, <clears throat> I, I've noticed a little bit, you are a little connected to the Kansas City scene. Like, how connected... Are, is Kansas City and Wichita as far as like some of the, I it's, don't know. It's tough. Artists. It's tough. It's three hours away. Yeah. Uh, Topeka is a little bit closer. Lawrence, there's artists in Lawrence and Topeka that uh, link pretty close to Wichita. You know, they're pretty tight. 
but me personally, uh, Kansas City is like one that needs to be connected with us. I don't know why it hasn't. I've seen it a couple of times. Um, I know Ms. Nicole and I are working on uh, a collaboration on a show here in Wichita. Uh, give me one second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, where are we at? Uh, connecting Kansas City to Wichita. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why wouldn't I would? Yeah, I I could see why maybe Kansas City people maybe not wouldn't necessarily want to reach out and try and collaborate or do a lot of stuff. But I would think, I don't know, Wichita is a small town. You guys should be mm-hmm. trying to branch out. Are you guys branching out to other cities and working like we are? Yeah, I was curious about the Wichita scene. I know very little about it, about I, it. You know, I know about you, and I think. Uh, Oh, what's this dude's name? Bailey Parker? Is that a dude? Yes. You've, worked, you've done some stuff with him, right? Yeah, he's in Kansas City. Uh, oh, he is? Okay, yeah. I thought he was a Wichita guy. No, nah, he's a Kansas City artist. Uh, I'm working with Unique. I just talked to him on the phone about a feature, mm-hmm. uh, so we're working on that. Uh, I can only control what I can do, right? Right. And so what I am doing is uh, creating that unity. Uh, I've partnered with Omaha Artists. Uh, I've partnered with the Jones over in Denver and nice. know some people in Denver. Uh, I've got some. Because Wichita is a good location. You got you got Colorado, smack Kansas dab in City, the middle. Omaha, Oklahoma City. We're like literally smack dab yeah, in the middle it be of pretty like good some, for you guys. Yeah, so like Oklahoma, <clears throat> we've got them. We got Missouri in the works. Like I'm friends with a lot of artists in those areas, and I bring them into town and. Like, for an example, Alan Wayne is coming on the Table of the Truth Take It Personal tour, Mm -hmm. and we got him on Topeka, and we got him into Wichita, and, you know, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. So we brought him to three different spots, three different cities of the tour, and he's co-headlining with them on those parts of the tour, which all came from, like, collaboration like everybody working together nice uh i'm friends with justin uh who's part of nice enough entertainment and i'm actually a brand ambassador for nice enough entertainment now and uh he helped me give me like the leverage to go to different venues and different areas and work on uh doing performances which is fantastic you know he literally just trusts me he just says here you go I need this venue or I need this city and this city and this city. Can you make it happen? And of course, you know, I make it happen. I have to, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, it's a blessing, man. Uh, 93 and alive records is, uh, ATM is the artist, uh, who runs it. He also does a lot of collaborations. He's tied with like silent Ave and Bailey Parker and Schwim, which is a new one that I'm just now learning about. Um, and they, they're touring. They're all doing a tour soon. So uh, they're kind of like linking in and working in many different cities too and also partnering with the artists out there. Nice. So there's a lot of unity coming together. Yeah. A lot more than what I've ever seen. Good. And so I'm just, I'm thankful to be a part of it. And I think a lot of it is we're 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 figuring out the crabs and the bucket mentality. It's just, it doesn't work. And it doesn't work, but it does seem to... You do see a lot of that in the uh, in the music scene in general, kind of like in these little local scenes. You see a lot of that. Just I'm gonna pull you down if I can't come up with you. I'm pulling you down. Like look how many people are shitting on strange music all the time or tech nine because they're like, 
they ain't bring you know he ain't he or them ain't bringing them up with, with him for like they like he owes them or something. Well, I mean, you, you get a signing contract, a signing bonus, and you can't push yourself. You're in an opportunity to push yourself in another level, and you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like as an independent artist, I'm seeing how difficult it is to come from literally scraps, like you know taking rent money and applying it to the show and i hope it works right otherwise we're gonna have a situation (laughs) you know what i mean and they don't have that they have the money already up front right and like you just sit yourself in a situation where if i got say 100k of course 50k gets taken away because uncle sam right yep if i have 50k to apply to my work and my talents I couldn't even imagine how much really? crazy stuff I could do. And they don't even have to invest it in like their own merchandise. They got their own merchandise, you know? So do you, are, as an independent artist, are you out there? I know you're hustling trying to get shows and get your music out there and be seen. But are you also looking out there for like people that got some money, looking for some backers, people that want to like not necessarily a label, mm-hmm. but just like people that will help finance different things like that. It's like, yo, if I could get 50 grand, imagine what I could turn this into. And then flip that, you know, you're the guy that's financing you 50 plus whatever percent. Well, uh, sponsorship like that, mm-hmm. uh, having somebody to co-sign things that you're doing. I haven't gotten there yet. I've had situations where people have paid me f- way over price of what I should be paid for my stage performance, but I crush it and they come up to me and they hand me cash. A bonus? You hand me a little something nice. and say, hey, thank you. Nice. And I say thank you back because that's paid my rent before, you know what I mean? Nice. And it's just one of those <clears throat> things. It's just you have that plus your regular payment. And, of course, that's if they pay you, you know. Sometimes they don't at all and they say, well, exposure. And ever since. Ever like, since, bitch, I'm on Spotify. I got exposure. Well, yeah. Well, I opened for Snoop Dogg in yeah. Wichita and, you know, that in of itself was a resume builder. After that concert, I went, all right, pay to play and exposure is no longer leverage for me because pay to play for what? I didn't have to pay to play to open Meaning up for you Snoop have to Dogg. pay to play? Yeah. Is there a lot of that that goes around? Because uh, I, I have seen that. I've seen different flyers and people put on shows and like, yo, yeah, it is like a pay to play thing. I'm like, what the? Like, it's a plague. It's a plague in, in the promoter's pick on the artist and take their scraps and like pick them apart. Like I'm a starving artist. Why would I spend a hundred dollars and not potentially get any money back? Now, if you're, if you're doing pay to play in the sense of you get tickets and you can make your money back, that's just saying, Hey hustle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've had situations where I do that and that is, I can see that for sure. But just paying just for exposure, like, Hey, you pay a hundred dollars to open for X artists. Why? Right. What Can I make money in return? No. And a lot of times you're not even going to be playing in front of that big of a crowd because a lot of people show are showing up for that artist that you're opening for. Exactly. Well, I mean... Like I've seen him. I've been, you know, like I said, you met me at the Roxy. I've been doing some shows and it's it's embarrassing. Some of these shows are embarrassing to be honest with you. Like you got these rappers mm-hmm. out there throwing out there like there's this big thing and first of all, there's too many people on the bill Mm. You don't need 30. Di- I don't know. I'm not, I don't need 30 different rappers for, for like 
three hours of, of it's exhausting it's too much it's too much and then it's all it's oversaturated and a lot of time it's mediocre they're all rapping over their own lyrics all of them I'm so glad and you said that. And they're that. doing it in front of like 10 people, and a lot of it's the other performers of that night. And when they're done performing, they dip out. And the later you get, like the crowd somehow gets smaller a lot of the times. It's a weird, like little local hip-hop scene is different, man. Well, in, in some cases, they don't do that. So like, I've had... No, I'm s- saying, yeah, I'm just saying a, a, bit, a large majority or a large portion of them are. I don't know about a majority of I don't know about a majority, but there's a large portion. And yeah, I say that's my biggest thing is the people that rap over their lyrics. I can't handle oh. that. I can't handle that. It is the Quit most... Quit it. it is stop. Stop, yep. artist. I don't care. Call me an old... They say you're an old head for that in a new age. To yep. No, it's lazy. It is so lazy. It's a crutch. You, you ain't got it. Oh, dude. You, you don't got, got the sauce. You ain't got the sauce. Yep. Like, I heard Bubba Sparks last night just tear it up, crushing it. Like, come on, guys. You match that energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, people like Tech Nine. Tech Nine's probably got one of the most intricate lines in his songs, and what he raps about is crazy. And all you ha- hear is his backs and ad libs. That's exactly how it should be. Main vocals, mm-hmm. if you do that, you're just lazy and you can't afford to go to the producer to give you a show set. So there's there's two things. Either you, you can't rap over your stuff, and that's a problem because you wrote the damn thing, right? Right. Or the second thing is Don't write for things you can't perform. Oh my gosh. I I my latest song, Hi Guys, most intricate lines I've ever written so far. Of course, I'm going to top it eventually. Right. Uh, but, like, what I wrote on that one is crazy, and the cadence is crazy, and what I'm saying is crazy. And people are like, what the heck is this song? But what wows them live is you hear every single bar. Nice. Every single line. That's what I want to see. Oh, my If God. I'm paying to see you perform, I want to see you perform. I don't want to pay to watch you do some Manili Vanilli bullshit performance up there you're where you're singing, lip syncing. Like, I ain't about that. I, I, I like your music. I can listen to your Spotify list all day long. I'll do that. But I don't want to come and pay to listen to it. I'm yeah. already doing that. I want to pay. I want to watch you perform. Show me what you got. I'm paying yeah. you to perform. I'm not paying you to lip service it's i can't handle it oh and yeah and I'll, I'll have arguments with it all day and they just they want to justify it in so many different ways i'm like get out of here it's you're using it as a crutch you don't know how to perform you're not a performer it's just you're just lazy that's that's I, what it really is it, i don't it, know if it's lazy or you ain't got you ain't got the stones you know i think a lot of people just don't have the sand for it they're like i, I can't do it i just i'm i'm afraid well i mean it is a scary thing you look if you want to use it use it for the first Couple times, I yeah. guess. I guess if I you're a brand s- new, if you're a brand new open micer, I guess try it a couple times. You shouldn't, mm-hmm. but go ahead. But after that, you got to stop. I see people in the game f- for a few years that that are still doing it. I'm like, what are you doing? It just for me in particular. And either you have it or you don't. Kind of like what you said earlier. Like either either you got it or you don't. And if you cannot do it, you there's self reflection. I mean, oh, that's the thing. They, they, they had no self-reflection out here. Oh my gosh! Just look in the mirror and they contemplate. Does this make sense for me to be doing this? Other people are slaughtering me live, and here's the thing: it's like I know artists that just do, you know, recordings and they just send it out. They don't perform, and that's fine. Yeah, I know some big ones that do that. No, know, know your place in it. 
but don't sit here and say I'm the greatest of all time, and I better not hear it in your lyrics saying that you're one of the greatest of <laughs> all time, and you can't even you can't even rap your stuff on point. <laughs> like, no, I'm not even gonna do that. I'm not even gonna listen to that. Me personally, I just I think it's lazy. I put it as that. And if it's fear, then you need to figure that one out. Seek therapy if need be. But if if you really want to do it, you should do it right, and you should pay homage to the people uh, uh, before you that like. They've done it. They've done it successfully. Mm-hmm. And like having the honor to be around people like, you know, I was around Godimus. I was around Joey Cool. Like I, I have their numbers. I can talk to them. King Iso, you know, Table of the Truth, you know, Jerry Robinson, you know, and you, you hang out with people like Bubba Sparks and you sit there and you gather that knowledge and you learn. But you also pay attention to the ones that are really doing it. Like yeah. I, I watch tech perform. And I paid attention, mm-hmm. and I sat on the sidelines. And I think a lot of people forget about that. If you sit on the sidelines and just pay attention and just pick it apart, okay, he did it here, the choreography here. I see how he has his backs. Because, like, backs kind of help with the breathing. So if I'm going intricate lines, intricate lines, and I'm jumping up and down and I'm moving around, I'm going to run out of breath. All right. And the backs kind of fill that part so I could take a breath For and sure. go back in. And so, like, you... If you really do it right, like first try, which luckily, you know, thank you, Double O. Double O was my first producer, and he's still my producer. Yeah. But he's the one that did my first show set, and he's the one that made that uh, rule, just backs and ad libs. And yeah. I had no clue what he was talking about. <laughs> Until he had it done, and he had it spaced out right, where, you know, it's one one music file. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you have every song in their bits and pieces of their show set version in one music file, and it's spaced out properly. So I have like a ten second space in between each one. I have an explosion at the end of each song to inform people that song's done, and you know I could do a hand motion or something like that to indicate that the song is done, and then the crowd goes crazy. And then you you talk for a little bit, catch your breath, then you go back into it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And then it's all one file. It's all spaced out properly with backs and ad-libs. And what's the best part is when you can go up to the DJ with your flash drive and they'll be like, "Uh, what's the song order? And you say, it's just one file. Nice. And they just look at you funny. Oh, they just look at you like, what? (laughs) Like, huh? Yeah, it's just one file. Just press play and sit back and relax. Dope. Ah, producers love like DJs love that. I think DJ Acrylic and I became friends by that because when I told him like that, I said, "Hey, just press play." He goes, "What do you mean, just press play?" I said, (laughs) "It's all one file. It's all spaced out. I'm ready to go." And then ever since then, it was this game over. It was fantastic. Are you so like so? I think a lot of issues too are. Yeah, I think laziness is a part of it. I also think, like I said, I think just like got the confidence. But are you pra- I think the laziness would come in like they don't want to practice a show set. Like oh if you're gonna gosh. if you're gonna go perform, like you need to practice like practice that shit. Like what do you like? What does your practice sessions look like? I imagine you're you are getting ready for shows. Like what does that look like to you for you? I'm glad you said that because it's changed up a little bit. It's crazy. So first things first, I have a new microphone. Oh, nice. And it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's a it's a Heil microphone. It's like my Shure 55H, but it's a newer school, and it's matte black, and it's just beautiful. It's gorgeous. Um, 
but I also have a wireless adapter for it too, so no cords this time. Okay. So if you see me performing, I'm telling you, next time I'm in Kansas City, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know. Okay. Uh, and you gotta come see it. Okay. It's different. Way okay. different. It's so different. Okay. And uh, it's gonna blow your mind. Is there? Is do you notice any kind of difference in sound quality or timing with the wireless compared to the wired? Uh, better, I think. Oh, really? And the only reason why is because the cords sometimes, you know, get thrown around and stuff like that, Watch. which, yeah, which you hear a little bit of a feedback right. with it. If, and uh, plus, I always, back in the day, I always brought my cord just because of the fact that, get you know, those cords up there, everybody's using them. And I mean, I, I always been like, I want to control as much of the environment that I can to make sure it's perfect. That makes right? sense. Because I hate when things do not. Why come. put your shit in somebody else's hands? Oh my gosh, yeah. it's just a lot of fear. It's a lot of fear. Uh, and so now with the wireless adapter, it's so smooth criminal. I can run, jump, do anything I want. I'm standing on tables. I'm jumping in crap. I'm serious. No, I know. I get that. That would be, that would, yeah, I just, the knock, because I'm old school and there used to be kind of that knock was wireless is good, but there's just a little bit of like a delay or Mm -hmm. just off a little bit, but yeah. I have a Sennheiser. Uh, and it's the the, the top notch one. Yeah. Like I spared no expense <laughs> on that. And there's no latency. It's perfect. Like I could walk all the way out to the smoking section and tell people, "What are you doing? I'm doing a show right now. You, oh wow! You came to watch somebody perform. You're not paying ten dollars just to smoke in the smoking section. Come on. Yeah. And I grab the crowd. Uh, stand on tables like last night. I sat at a, at a, on a, on the bar and started rapping. And, you know, I told everybody in the crowd to just come to the bar. Let's do something different. Everybody's focused on the stage nine times out of the ten. Now nah, let's change it. We're going to be right here at the bar. We're going to make this fun for everybody. And everybody grabbed a drink. You know, the bartenders love that portion because, you nice. know, they got their tips and right. got their tabs go up. You know, That's what you want to do because then they're going to invite you back. That's Get that want. Nick Gibbs guy back. He made us all money. Yeah, that's it. Yep. That's really it. And then, uh, you know, it just wows the 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 crowd Mm -hmm. but when i do my practicing so i do rehearsal uh last week i went rehearsal four times uh during the week so uh, i have a team of individuals that i work with so uh james is my top guy he's the one that has the venue that i practice in uh in wichita it's called muse and it's, I'm telling you, top notch. Like you're not just in your living room going. Bah, 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 bah. No, I'm in a like a legit spot. Oh, and dope. A stage lights. Wow. Okay. And I have Damn. like background and everything. Like I literally you're doing have, it right, Nick Gibbs. Oh, it's it's so beautiful. Yeah. Like, rehearsal is so much fun. Um, but then I also uh have a team that I work with. We're called NAML, which is not on my level. It's the acronym. Nice. And it's just top-notch artists. Like, we have Sachi the Rebel, who's a chopping mastermind. He just chops intricate lines, and he has crazy wordplay and good delivery. And then we got FYI. He's called Fly Young Individual, and he's kind of like a mellow. He's the type of music you would smoke and roll in your car, kind of. 
individual. He's he's smooth with it, but he also's got good wordplay and he uses a lot of anime references too. Oh, okay. So he grabs people like that. Yeah, nerdcore it, or something. It, it's it's phenomenal. How he does it is beautiful. Like he used some bars about Dexter's laboratory and he talks about Kirby and things like like things you don't think of about in rap music he does there's a genre there's that there's that rap genre that's into that shit yeah it's just smooth it's just how he does it makes it mainstream style too so like i can hear his music on the radio and uh those are the two artists that i'm currently working with and building up and doing that artist development i gave them my old microphone as uh kind of like a homage to them like hey i'm passing the torch to you guys uh take care of it you know what i'm saying yeah and he's actually going uh fyi is going to salina right now salina kansas to uh open again for bubba sparks he got invited back out so i mean i told i got turned i turned it down i was invited to go i'm not going i'm gonna spend time with my son this is my son's week so right on uh i get that it's just one of those things is you got to find the balance too. Sure. Uh, but it, it it's crazy. Our My rehearsals, we worry, work on choreography. We work on breathing techniques, listening to the ad libs and the backs and making sure we stop and catch a breath when the backs come in when we need it and utilizing that so it sounds flawless all the way through. And so... Um, Last night, we were the ones that stole the show, in my opinion. Yeah? We just came out. We we crushed it. Who's doing it like that? When you're on point like that, when you're practicing, rehearsing, getting everything down, uh, no offense to you or anybody else, but especially with, like, a smaller type show. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, of course you're going to blow a lot of these smaller local rappers out because they're not like that's the reason why you're on this show i'm the one that came up to you because of the performance you put on i was like oh this cat's doing something different it's it's so much and i really and i and i love seeing you that you're still at it i mean like i don't put just anybody on this podcast like rapper wise because i want to see that you're putting in some work and it's just nice to see that yeah that you're still doing it it's like still putting in that work and it it looks like it's even you've even leveled up it's bigger it's Mm -hmm. way bigger uh, the delivery is so much better. The the sound presence is a lot better. Uh, you, you know how I was rapping to people. I would look them dead in the eyes and spit. Mm-hmm. It's more intensity with them. <laughs> yeah. you know. If there's people sitting down with the wireless adapter, I sit right next to them. I'm rapping to them. <laughs> nice. like, you're just going to sit there. Cool. Dope. And I, I'll give you an example. So Kirby's Bar, uh, it's in Wichita. It's downtown Wichita. It's a small place. And, like, literally the occupancy is 45. So, 45 people. 45 packed, though. That'd be fun. It is. It feels bigger, right? But what's crazy is they go out in the the smoking section. So, like, they open up the garage part so people are outside as well. Mm -hmm. So, it's it's not necessarily 45. It's 45 inside, but then you also have outside. And so... Uh, these jackasses had this table <laughs> right here, right in front of the stage, taking out that 45 occupancy area by the front of the stage. And we couldn't move it because they were there before us. And so I said, you know what? You're going to leave that table there. I'm going to take advantage of it. I stood on that table. Nice. And started rapping to everybody. There you go. Coyote ugly style. Yeah. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> if you're going to do this and you're going to disrespect everybody here. There you go. I'm going to make sure you watch me perform. Nice. So, like, I was rapping to them. I sat next to them and then 
told the crowd to jump, jumping on their table. If they had beer, I didn't care. Nice. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just one of those things. It's like you got to put on a show. I did. Heck yeah. And it, that's that's minuscule of what we have in the works, man. I'm telling you, is you know this has been a crazy time since we last talked. Yeah. The projection is way. I noticed, man. I've been paying attention. Mm, it's, I pay attention to people. I pay attention to a lot of people they don't even know. I'm paying attention to. I just, I just, I'm on the outside looking. Like, I, I, I pay attention. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's just, it's just crazy. But I listen to your stuff. I bump it. It's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. And the new album was coming out. It's crazy. Uh, definitely old what, school. Mag hip-hop. three or something. It, it's uh, <laughs> BBTE. Bring back the MC. Okay. So the acronym is BBTE, and then it's Bring Back the MC. And uh, essentially, it's old school hip hop boom bap. What's old East school? Cool. What's old school mean to you? I mean, uh, I'm thinking like R.A. the Rugged you're Man. You're young. I'm thinking a Wu Tang R.A. the Rugged oh, R.A. Yeah. the Rugged Man. Uh, you know, early nineties. K.R.S. One, oh, yeah. Chino XL. You well, know, eight eighties, early nineties stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just like really tribe called Quest. You know, Eric Rakim. The golden era. It's, sure. It's top hip hop. And what it is, is is basically we're bringing back the MC. What I'm saying is, is like, uh, I'm over the fact of the new school, trappy, auto-tune, all of that. And I want to bring back something that inspired me to make music. You okay. know what I mean? I like that. And so uh, a lot of it is me basically bringing back, a. T- it's like a time machine, a time warp. You know, people are going to be listening to it and go, what, you know, what, what is going on here? And when did this come out? And mm. this year <laughs> blows my mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just put a, a snippet of it, uh, a little taste. It's called Monumental Mental. And it's very boom bap, very smooth criminal. And it's me discussing about how my mind works and how, like, you know, I think of these things, these intricate lines. Where did these come from? You know, I was treated differently as a kid you know i was put in a a, a corner i wasn't the cool kid you know and that i think fueled me to want to push out and break out of that guy in the corner because that wasn't me that's me in the corner that's me that's me in the spot light losing my religion religion. yeah baby i love rem yeah there we go um so last time you were here, you were mentioning like your kind of goal was, and I don't know if it's changed, and that's what I'm going to ask now. Uh, your goal was to eventually get signed by Strange. Yeah. Is that still on your radar? Is that still your goal? Is that is that what you're you're working for and hustling for, performing and rehearsing all that stuff for? Is that still is that still your goal? I. Uh- would I have a snake and bat chain? I I would definitely be okay with it. Um. What I'm doing right now is building myself and not focusing on that in particular because what I want to do is be my own entity and I want them to buy that entity. So when I was originally doing it... And like something like they did with uh, Brother Lynch Hung? Or well, here's the, here's the thing. It's like... like what do you mean by that? Because I mean, if you want to go with them, they're going to just sign you and take your shit. Well, it, well, they have to pay the tab for it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've trademarked LLC, my logo and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've put uh, a lot of my exclusive rights. I have 100% exclusive rights to every single one of my beats, which they have to buy off of. 
You know what I'm saying? Okay, I got you. My my merchandise, I make myself my website. Make yeah, myself. you brought me a hat. Yeah, I will bring you a hat. <laughs> I promise you. It's all more uh, uh, more of a motivation for me to come back for part three. All right. Um, I I was planning on bringing a merch pack, but the Bubba Spark show kind of cleaned me out. I'm messing with you. So good. Is is beautiful night. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, but basically, where I'm trying to go with it is is uh, in the, for any artist that's listening, whatever you invest into yourself, they have to buy off of. So that means the price of your contract goes up. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to buy the rights to my merch, rights to my logo, rights to my website, rights to everything that I own, well, you're going to have to pay the price. Yeah. And it's got to be really good. All right. And so, like, yes, I want to be part of Strange Music, Yes. But I'm also business savvy and understand the power of being independent and having this full control of everything. Because there's there's the yin and the yang of it. Uh, record labels are good if they take care of you. Uh, I'm looking. But who for, takes care of you? What label company out there takes care of you? It's Master P. Okay. Yeah, Master no P. No limit. Yeah. Sure. He, there's a few out there, but Snoop Dogg's Death got, Row. No, well, I would love to be signed He's to death, death row, row now. I know, but what he originally came with was with Master P. Master P is when he got paid. That's when he was making the money. You know, uh, Master P invested into a house for him, two cars, a bank account, and on top of that, you know, everything he could possibly need. You know, and that was before he signed the contract. And then after he signed the contract, he was getting paid his royalties and what he deserved. So, like, not only did he get taken care of to a T before, because, you that's know. That's a Snoop Dogg, though. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. That's not a great example. I mean, that's a Snoop Dogg. But. Like, when I'm talking, like, art, you're, you know, you're, you're a very talented artist that's getting signed. Yeah. Well, I'm, I believe in myself. Yeah. No, I like if, that. I like. I, I'm curious, because I would think, I don't know, I, I like I liked the independent route so much. I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. You know, R.I.P. Young Dolph, but look at that dude. I mean, that, that would be an example to just be like, "Yo, that dude was telling labels, yo, fuck you. Yeah, you well, ain't talking two million. I'm laughing at you. It, well, and doubling that next year. Exactly. That's why it's a win-win. So mm-hmm. if I stay independent, I'm winning. Mm-hmm. If I get signed to Strange Music, I'm winning. It's just. I wonder. I, do you talk to? Do you have these conversations with uh, these strange artists? I do. Yeah, and do are they? Yeah, you don't have to answer this, but are they, by and large, mostly happy with how things turned out? Or are they just kind of, because you see some of the ones that are leaving or have left. And I'm just kind of curious. I mean, if you don't have to answer it, if you don't want to. It's wavy. It's wavy. Uh, I think if you put in the work, you get what you put in. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, Nothing is handed to you. Just because you're signed by a label doesn't mean you don't work. No, I get that. I get that, but... I'm just wondering if these people are happy with with when they do sign. Like, did they are they getting what they hoped and wanted, or are they just kind of being? Because kind of the 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 view looking inside from the outside is Tech Nine wants to bring these people on that are good for Tech Nine. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to a concert, and these are gonna be my like hardcore good openers. But I ain't pushing them past that. Right. I've I've heard that a right. lot. And here's the thing. You look at King Iso. Mm-hmm. Look at Joey Cool. Okay. They just did a song with The Rock Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. And 
you know, they shared the stage. Oh, yeah. Like, come on. I mean, it, 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 people give him a bad rep because they think immediately when you're assigned to a record label, you should just have it all, right? You're signed to a label. Like, that's the stigma behind it is like, oh, you should be, you should be made. But the problem is, is a lot like what happened with Tag. You I don't think you should be made. I just think you should... I mean, if you're signing it, you should be signing it for more of a reason than just to get paid real quick. Like, you should be like, yo, I want I want Strange Music to be pushing my shit on the radio mm-hmm. and on Spotify's top artists or new releases. I want them pushing me and trying to build me up to be a headliner, not just like a, a side, you know, an opener or, or right. a feature. Like, push me to where I'm touring more places than just kind of like uh, the, the, the juggalo type mm-hmm. circuit. You know what I mean? And that's the outside looking in. Right, like, that's what I'm saying. So like, I'm trying to get like the inside. My, my foot's in the door, yeah, you're, so yeah, like, I, I see a little bit differently. You yeah, because like you're so, having these conversations. I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I, so, I'm de- definitely ready. Definitely ready to tell you. It's, it's just one of those things. It's like you get what you put in. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's some artists that are really good but weren't putting in what I feel like. The hunger was gone at that point. when you, I was, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. If I was put in the position of 90% of the artists that were put in that position, I'm not saying that I'm better than them, but I'm a hardworking individual. Yeah. Especially if I'm a full-time artist. Like, I wake up early just to write. You know, I wake up early and, you know, put my pen to work. Mm-hmm. And I have my own home recording situation so I can record. And then I just send it off to get mixed and mastered, rinse and repeat, right? And I just the other day, I made a song. It's fire, thirty minutes. Send nice. it off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's yeah, just, yeah. it's like one of those things. Like you can't do thirty minutes a day. Thirty minutes a day. I could do thirty minutes a day. Go to the gym, work out, and then on top of that, write something else to get ready for the next day to put thirty minutes a day. You know what I'm saying? And I can. What's the rest of the? What's the rest? Seven hours and thirty minutes of the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What? Just answer emails. Take care of. You know, my social media content, mm-hmm. I work a nine to five and my nine to five, I could do that and be a full time music artist and a full time parent and take care of everything that I need to do and still be on top of it. You know, you obviously see it. Right. You see the growth. Mm-hmm. Just imagine if I didn't have the nine to five and I had eight hours, you know how powerful I would be at that point? Mm-hmm. A conglomerate. Right. And keep pushing myself. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's like. If I sign that dotted line, I can assure you that I'm going to work. I have to. I'll be up early. I wake up early, go to the gym, come home, write, put some stuff down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wonder if that keeps up, though, if you are signed and you aren't getting what you expected or hoped for or maybe were promised. Well, that's I wonder how where that where that hard work then is like, yo, what's the point? Like, Let me just put out a couple. I'm, I'm contracted to like two albums on me or three albums. Let me just put in some, you know. That's They're not doing, you know what I mean? Well, my point is with this is like, how many of them have you heard before they were signed to Strange Music? I don't. Locally, I don't, I don't know. Because I don't know. I Honestly, I don't know a ton of Strange Music artists other than, <coughs> you know, a handful of them. You want my honest opinion? Yeah, I'm three hours away. Yeah. I hadn't heard any of them until they were signed by Strange Music. Yeah. You feel me? No, I. That's what I'm saying too. Um, but then again, Strange isn't like a huge label. It's a pretty small, you know. You, you got to know where your your leverage is. Mm-hmm. Jelly Roll's part of it goes up, record label. 
who partners with them. Strange music. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So, like, they have impact and leverage. Yeah, but how many people really know Jelly Roll? Jelly Roll. Sure, hip-hop artists, uh, hip-hop people that are in, a lot do, but... He sells out everywhere he goes. Yeah. He sold out at The Wave here in Wichita, 5,000 people, easy. And then on top of that, you know, he's he's selling out at the Red Rocks. Damn. That's only like 10,000, though, isn't it? Only? That's a... That's a big that's big, that's big. I, I'm not shitting on them, but I'm just saying outside of the hip hop world. Imagine if it's twenty dollars a ticket. Jelly Roll. I mean, country artist. Yeah, that. Yeah, he's country too. The hip hop. Yeah, well, he, 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 struggle Jennings. All of them are tied to that. That scene. guy. Did we talk about this last time? No. I've talked about this. Do you know Struggle Jennings? Do you? I I I know he's part of Slim American. Oh my I, god, I, that dude. That dude is so gay, and he doesn't even know it. <laughs> See, when you watch his videos, you're wild, bro. I am telling you, that dude just looks like he's thirsty for dick. I don't know what it is. He's just got this look, and this like, I don't know. And this videos, maybe it's just a couple videos I saw. Where I was like, this dude, if he ain't all the way out, that dude needs to be. <laughs> Damn. I, I like his music. I will I'm not, say that. I, I'm not saying I, the music Sexual orientation or whatever. I don't give a fuck about it either, yeah, but you can. Is, I, it just looks like he's like just trying not to be. Like he's trying to hide it. Like, come yeah. on. Just let it out, man. Just let yeah. it out. I mean. Wasn't he in prison? Probably I, came out a little bit in prison for a hot minute. You know. I gave for the stay. Could be. I, I plead the fifth. But what, what I would. I don't think you know. I'm just. Look, this is just me spouting my mouth. <laughs> That's what my show's about, man. That's, that's, you know the, what I mean? that's what the whiskey's saying here. I've Look, I'm not even buzzing. <laughs> not even buzzing. <laughs> no, you, I'm a you're drinker. You're just warming up. You're good. I'm a drinker, man. Well, I guess I guess where I'm... Allow me to arrive to the point. So yeah. The point that I'm, I'm basically going is uh, you, you get the best out of any situation if you make the most out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, King Iso is, just recently got signed by Strange Music, mm-hmm. and he's out there slaughtering it. Like, he is putting in work. You know, he, he goes to the gym every day. He writes music every day. He takes care of what he needs to take care of. You know, he's a solid artist. And, you know, he's projecting more and more. He's, I would say, going to get in the... If he stays on the same realm, he's going to take over what Tech 9s doing. He's going to hold up strange music when Tech 9 steps down. Oh, you think so? I think so. I do like him. I, he's you, can tell, he, you can tell he's, he's a hustler. Like, that dude's just a, a legit, hard-working dude. And that's what I'm saying. It's like... What's the difference between him and JL? JL was a phenomenal artist of strange music. You know? I don't think JL was getting paid very well. I don't know. I, I haven't think seen. That, I, I don't haven't think JL seen the pay, I don't think he's been getting paid very well for a few years. There was about three, let me, I'd say about three, three and a half years ago, that dude was selling artwork, like his own artwork. Mm. Anyway, he's a phenomenal talent not just a musical artist but like he's a painting artist yeah. an amazing artist like he was like i saw him selling like some dope ass paintings like tr- just trying like 400 bucks three 400 bucks for like some badass paintings just because mm-hmm. he needed to get get some money so i feel that uh, a lot of that comes with the contracts so like you gotta you gotta know what you're signing yeah <laughs> right you know what i mean yeah uh, it's a business first and I don't, I don't know the contracts. I don't know if you're saying he didn't get paid much. It's probably the contract. Mm-hmm. And if if that's the case, whose fault is it? Who signed it? You feel me? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. 
And I, so I I'm just, and my point is, is I'm speaking half out of school. I think even if you're signing a contract with strange music, right. And they're taking percentages off of what you're doing and you only get an X amount of the percentage of what you're getting. So like, uh, if, if that's the case, you got to renegotiate the contract. You got to, well, I think some of them do. And that's why well, I mean, got, Jay, is JL with strange anymore? He's not exactly. He's independent. Yeah. And so it's the same, same with, with God in this God in this is, <laughs> You want to talk about that? I don't. <laughs> I don't. That is that is the rabbit hole. I Come on, man! To. I wasn't. That was where I was going. I was definitely when you mentioned God and Miss earlier. I was like, all right, I'm wait, just waiting for my spot I, to bring that I, in. I already know. I already heard. And all all I gotta say is, I still I have a couple of songs in the works with them. Will I release them or not? I'm not sure. Uh, wait, a minute, you got songs in the works with them. As in, you're waiting for him to put his give give you his lyrics for him. Uh, no, I have one already with the lyrics, and one is pending. But I've only done it uh, because of the fact that I respect him as an artist. But I'm not sure if I will release him. I'm not sure. Like it, it's a PR situation. So like same with Darren Seffron. I have two songs with Darren Seffron, and I don't know if I'll ever release those. I don't know his story. Uh, I don't know who that is. He or what his story is. he is not liked by Strange Music. And my point is, is I want to maintain respect and not necessarily loyalty. You got to prove yourself, right? If I'm wanting to be signed by Strange Music, why would I put people on a track and promote it if it's not Strange Music? You know, not in that level of Strange Music. So, like, for an example, like, I have a song with OZ the Hitmaker. Nothing to do with Strange Music at all. And it's nothing against Strange Music at all either. So it's a perfect opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Godimus has some things. And PR situation for me in particular is if it doesn't seem right. So you wouldn't put out your track with Godimus because it could seem wrong with like strange music could see that. Are, like, are they, uh, is strange and Godimus, are they have a bad relationship now? I'm are not they, sure. Uh, all I know is what I see on the outside of what's going on. For people that don't know, people you know, people that don't know, Godimus, and I'll just speak speak for. I'm not speaking for you. I'm just kind Thank of because people don't know. Godimus has been. I mean, you can say accused, but there's definitely a lot of smoke with this fire, uh, taking people's money, uh, other artists from around the country, not just locally, paying paying him up front to get a verse from him. And then he just doesn't ever, ever do it. And he just takes that money and, you know, word around the campfire is, you know, smoking it all up. You know, dude likes, likes a little bit of drugs here and there and just, uh, likes to take that money and run and not, not produce what he says he's going to do. That's what's going around. What I will go ahead and debunk it a little bit here. Because okay. I, I will stay. I've seen the dude. I've seen the dude ask hit hit up fucking other artists for gas money at shows. It's like, bro, you're with stranger hitting people up for gas money, and even him a lot of times it's his girlfriend. A lot of times it's his girl. Like that's the thing too. He's got his girlfriend involved with a lot of this shit. I think it's so a couple of things, man. I I'm, I don't know his personal life. I leave that out, right? Sure. So what what do I know? What I do know is, did I pay for a feature? Yes. Did it take a while for it to come in? Yes. But there's a lot of artists that I work with mm-hmm. that take a long time to send you a verse. And I don't hold it against them. I would. No. I would for a certain point. I'd be like, how long does it fucking take? Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll, let, me, let me draw the line here. If I gave them a contract 
and told them I have an X amount of time where this song needs to be distributed. Well, for sure. Then I have that demand. If I'm asking them for a feature and I tell them and I pay for it, right? I'm not expecting a quick turnaround because there's no contract with it. There's no legal binding to it. And I kind of don't do that for a reason. The main reason, it's risky. All artists, if you are you worried about losing your money in this situation, don't absolutely do not do this. Make a contract, have them fill it out, make it legally binding, put their ass to court if they're not taking care of business. But in my situation, I think of it like painting. I'm not going to sit there and tell you, paint me a picture, you have till tomorrow, let's get it done. <laughs> let's be reasonable about it. Exactly. But that's my point, right? You are an artist. You paint pictures all the time. Yeah. All the time. You should be painting them in your free time just for fun. Well, yeah. And I'm paying you good money. And I'm like, yo, get and he and it's not just like he ain't. He's like, oh yeah, I'll do it. Oh yeah, I got it. I got it. He says he's doing it. He says, oh, I'm in the booth. Oh, I'm getting in the booth tomorrow. Yo, give me another six hundred and fifty bucks now, so I can rent more studio time at Strangeland. Oh, right. and then it just don't happen. Right. It ain't just like him taking a long time. It's him stringing these artists along, saying right. he's doing it, saying he's sending it. Yo, give me a little bit more money, and I'll get it. And he's just not doing it. Well, I, I will say this. That's just, I'm just yeah. telling people out Absolutely. there why I asked about Godamus, what the story is about that. You've worked with him. Twice. Yeah. So I'm just. Uh, twice. I have two transactions with him. And I have already a verse. Mm-hmm. And did it take a while? Yeah. But I didn't push it either. Mm-hmm. I didn't hit him up every single day. I didn't wait a week. Sometimes it would be a month. And then I'd go, hey, how's it going? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I'd be cool with that. I'd be yeah. reasonable with like a month or two. I'm going to keep pushing, pushing. Like, yo, bro, you can... I waited a year for some artists to give me stuff. That's insane. I would and be I, unacceptable with me. It, see, here's the thing. It's like, I don't... Here, my point is, I'm building a relationship through that whole time. So I have a whole year of maintaining conversation by them because by transactional purposes... They have to respond to me. I've already thrown money their way. You feel me? Yeah, but he's taking the money and not doing that it, with a lot of people. Uh, I ain't saying with you. Allegedly. He's, he's, allegedly, I'm going to believe it. I, allegedly, yes, because I don't want his broke ass to try and sue me. But allegedly, that's what he's doing. And I tend to I tend to believe the... Well, uh, I speak off of my experiences, yeah, right? That's right, the only right. thing I can do. Like I, I can sit here and say, yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah, right. I've seen the YouTube videos. We act like we haven't seen the YouTube videos. It's everywhere. Right. You know, I, I've, I've heard about it. Right. But that's all I've heard is just, I've heard about it, and ra- rather it holds ground. That's by opinion. Yeah. In my opinion, the only thing is I have tunnel vision on what I can control and what I can do. Yeah. If you don't f- give an artist a contract. Legally binding. That's on you. You that's on you. You don't give a guy a contract. That's on you. It ain't on the other guy to to be a a, a real one. The music industry is very grimy, very dirty. I get it. And that's why they have contracts. That's why. That's why you have those things. Is because people will take advantage. And what I'm saying is, I'm not. I'm not proponency of what I've heard. Right. Okay. I'm not okay with it. Yeah. But I just told everybody here and I said, hold on. What I'm doing is not something you should do. Oh, I get it. Because there's a risk factor of paying like say a thousand dollars and you're never going to see it back. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's why contracts are important. Mm -hmm. You have to have that. It's just, if you want to be professional with it and you want a professional 
return, then you've got to make the premise of it professional. You feel me? I got you. That's that's it. And and like it, you run the risk, the risk that you're mentioning, alleged risks, when you don't have something legally binding that together. Mm-hmm. It's loose. Well, I want to tell you why I do go hard on it is because and him with this whole situation is because I do like to look out for the little man and, and people getting screwed. However, I respect Godamus. Like his mm-hmm. his music is Sess Crew Phenomenal. is fire. Him and UBI are they just kill it. And it it breaks my heart and kills me and makes me so sad to see Godamus doing this, throwing this away. Like he's so talented. Like and I guess maybe and then maybe that's where that argument comes is is it is he so talented because he's a little bit different like that? You know, like we're you know, he's one of those artists that's just a, an oddball artist, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's just, it, it is, and it's just that's why I'm hard on it. It's because I'm disappointed. Because I want to see, I want to see him do features. I want to see him do features with you. Yeah. I want to do these features with other people from around the country. Like the more I see him, it, it just I love it. I love it. Yeah, I I'm a fan. And now it's like ah, oh, like why'd you got to do that, dude? Like oh, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I I I love God and Mrs. Music. I listen to it at least once a day. You know, mm-hmm. I definitely work with him in the sense of in, originally when I hit him up for a feature, he was part of Strange Music mm-hmm. and I was making the album Strange Addiction. So like the whole album concept was Strange Music Only Artists. And that was with Darren Sephron. That was with, uh, let's see, we had Joey Cool. We had uh, Godimus. We had... Uh, C. Lim. We have Chris Calico. You know, you can get a sprite open. You need to get your sprite open. <laughs> there, there you go. go. Dad's saving the day. Now go sit down, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Lovely assist by Micah Aaron. Uh, but you know, I had so many strange music artists already. I was working with getting Chris Calico and um. Then, then the whole split of the artistry of strange music, you know, where they had the Fisher, where, you know, JL, uh, Stevie Stone, Chris Calico, Godimus, UBI, you know, uh, you know, Darren Sephron, JL, all of them gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just destroyed my whole album concept. You know what I mean? So just destroyed the name of it, right? I, uh, I guess that's your concept was. <laughs> don't you shake that, buddy? Thank you. <laughs> Uh, but the whole concept yeah, of that. it, the whole strange music concept, right. like it, you could have called it X X strange or something like oh, that. Oh no, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. I'm not going to do that. Like the album cover sick too. It was crazy. It, it was a volcanic background, dark, gloomy, and it had bats flowing out in the corner here. And then you had one snake just slithering in the front. That's cool. It was so cool, man. Damn. It, it was a, I paid good money on that album cover <laughs> too. Uh, but like, that's what kind of crushed me about the whole situation when they did all that. But I'm starting to see why they did that, though. They're, you know, the, during the COVID time, it started getting wild financially. Things right. got to make the cut. You can't and, do live shows, and that's where your bread and butter's at. Yeah, know? especially with merchandise sales and things yeah. like that. But then the next thing, too, is what what are you doing in that time frame to progress yourself as an artist? And if you notice, a lot of them got cold real quick 
during the COVID time frame, you know, and I'm not saying anything bad on it. It's just probably some things happened financially that knocked them off their rocker, you mm-hmm. know, everybody, it, everybody. Right. And so what, what I, I guess where I'm going with it is like whatever Godimus went through, I don't know much about, but what I can stand on the fact is I do have a feature from him and I'm waiting on the other. And I just talked to him not too long ago to do the other one. So I'm, I'm patient. I take my time and I didn't sign any contracts or have him sign any sort of contracts. So there's a risk factor with it. And if you're not doing it the legal way where you know for sure by hand over fist that things are going to be taken care of in a timely manner, then you you kind of put yourself in a position to be screwed because they don't know you. And luckily, I knew him beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know, I built the rapport. I crushed the stage, and then right. Well, that's worked. probably why you got your at least first feature. Probably, but the, I earned the respect. Right. He, you just hit him up on Instagram, going, "Let's work." Okay, cool. Pay me the money. That I, I'll put it in perspective, and this sounds really bad. And I have people that have asked me for a feature, I've never done. Did they pay for it? No. That's one of the main reasons why I don't have it done. If you pay me for a feature, I'll get it done in 48 hours, guaranteed. And that's just me picking it apart after I listen to it the first time and then go back in and redo it. Mm-hmm. And RIP <clears throat> to your song after I do it. Hi, guys. That one that I was talking about earlier with the intricate lines, that was a feature. Nice. And he hit me up and asked me for that feature, and I slaughtered it. And I called him. After I got it done, and I said, "Dude, I'm sorry for what I did to ah, this song," nice. <laughs> and I, I spaz, and you get your money's worth with that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm, what I, I guess where I'm going with it is, is it's like there, there's the integrity of the music, and then there's the business of the music, and we all, in a perfect utopia, want things to go into uh, doing the right thing, following integrity. But if you are like circumferenced in whatever bowels of the music industry that you're in, you know, whatever negativity, whatever clouds you put yourself in, you make it, you know, surrounded by it and you end up being that part of it. Hmm. I'm not saying Godness is. No, I know. But there, there is potential. They talk about selling your soul for music. You right. know, there's some people who will sell their soul for music. I won't. I have a level of integrity with it. If you want to work with me, I'm cool working with you. You got to give me your deadline. Don't don't say, hey, can we do a song? Yeah, send me the song and then expect me to get it done in two weeks. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. If you come in and tell me, hey, I need this done by this <coughs> time, I'll do it. But you got to pay me for it because you're taking away my time <coughs> from my own music. You right. feel me? Right, so it's right, just, right. It's just, the whole Godimus thing, the whole strange music rupture thing it's honestly crushed me like, i bet it's broken my heart yeah like i'm sitting here listening to like hit the ground run or yeah hit the ground running by with king iso jl and tech nine and i'm thinking like that's the best collab i've heard and it ain't gonna happen again not gonna happen again <laughs> right and i in in this time i was thinking jl was gonna pass have the torch passed like tech when he retires inevitably retires uh-huh. jl was going to be the one and he's no longer part of it i would have figured chris would have been 
Well, Chris and him are the same age. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. So they, they're both going to go out at the same time. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, JL and then King Iso. Like, those two were going to be the, the ones. And then Joey Cool, because he's part of Dip Kiss, you know, they'd all be just that entity that would push strange music to the next level. And they've got to earn their keep. You were talking about earlier about how they're just the openers. No, they're not the openers. I mean, obviously, you see them getting the same opportunity as Tech. Yeah, you got King Iso and both uh, Joey Cool on Tech's biggest song that he's ever did, you know, mm. with The Rock Johnson. You know what I'm saying? Right. Is That's why it drives me crazy when I hear it in the back end because, like, I'm I'm inside. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing I'm, like, indoors looking around, you know, potentially I'm going to be at Strangeland. I'm going to, I've already shook hands with Travis O'Gwen, you know, mm-hmm. I, Joey Cool knows me by first name basis. Tay Diggs knows me by first name basis. King Iso, when we took a picture in Omaha, Nebraska with him and Tabo the Truth and C-Mob, right before they took the picture, they all three said, haven't y'all heard? <laughs> like in the middle of the, the picture. Nice. It, 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 that's what I'm saying, man. It's like, I think Strange Music is a phenomenal record label. I think a lot of people on the outside looking in, it looks bad. But if you look at what they're trying to do and the push that they're trying to get, they're trying to make sales better than what last year was. And so people like Jerry Robinson, who's more not mainstream, but he's got a mainstream feel by the way he sings and the way he adds his melodic feel. And then you have Mackenzie Nicole, who, you know, is a melodic singer as well. That sounds phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like you, you see all of where they're trying to go. They're trying. Who is she? Isn't she related to somebody? That's Travis O'Gwen's daughter. That's what I figured. Okay. I, that's what I thought. So beautiful. Like, yeah. and a remarkable <clears throat> person. But like, my point is, because, well, let me it all in in conclusion because yeah. i feel like i've ranted a bit very good i i guess my point is is outside looking in yeah it looks crazy right now it, it looks pretty strange right mm-hmm. no pun intended right mm-hmm. but <laughs> one thing that's really big about it is if you look at it in the sense of a, a record label <coughs> executive or if you're an owner what he's doing is he's trimming off the things that he needs to trim off in preparation to what, you know, his next moves are. He has an artist that sings an auto-tune in some of his songs. And it's very melodic sounding. May's 30, it's like three, 308 or 301. Uh, he's one of their newer, newer artists too. Mm-hmm. Definitely not the typical strange style that you would hear. But they're trying to grasp new age and old age uh, style. They want to have a chopper, but they also want to have somebody that would be vibey. You yeah. know, they want to have melodic. They want to have New York reggae rock feel, you know, hard rapper too. I think there's a lot good coming in. I think a lot of the old are doing their own Before, thing. You know, they're just, they're doing their own thing now and they're pushing forward. You know what I'm saying? Right. In their own way. Uh, Stevie Stone got his own record label. He was part of Strange Music for the longest time. And now he's moving along with Twistello, who's really close to Yuckmouth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like that progression is tight. And then you have 
like Chris Calico doing Earhouse, and now he's performing with his wife. Mm-hmm. You know, a- adding a little his flow, his style, and his melodic style, mostly not strange chopper style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, when you see artists like that, and JL is independent and doing his own individual thing, you know, you have they basically got released, but they're not doing bad. They're just doing their own thing. Right. And they still, I mean, you still see JL wear the strange music chain when he performs. Yeah. So, gotta, yeah. Got to keep that clout, right? So, I mean. Got to let people know, yo, I was signed to them. Well, I, I think. Let it be known. When it was stepped off, when people got, didn't have renewal of their contracts, there's, I mean, UBI is no longer part of Strange. Right. You know, Gotta Miss is not part of Strange. Well, why isn't UBI? Is it just because Sess Crew is a crew? Was that a loyalty thing? Or is that just they did like... I I I, think the contract expired and they they didn't 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 want him back? Why? Like he's just... Is it just because he's old? Well, I don't think... Oh, he's still a fire. Like he still spits bars. Like I see him doing his thing still. He could have not signed the contract. Oh, yeah? We we don't know what happened. No, that's what I'm asking. I'm asking is was it more of a Strange thing or was it a UBI thing like... Just kind of like, yo, Godimus is my guy. Like, we come as a crew. Like, that was kind of always the thing you would hear about Cesar. We come as a package. You know what I mean? But I'm not sure. Yeah. I wish I knew. And I don't know anything about JL. And I don't know anything about, you know, what Godimus went through. All I could see is from the outside. Mm. I know for as much as I know from the inside, I, there's still stuff that I don't. I invited Godimus on. Kind of a little bit after that, the big part was going down when all those allegations were coming out. And he said he would do it. And then I hit him up and he said he would do it again. And then he just, I just I haven't heard back from him again. I might hit him up again at some point, but that would be a good one. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, wanted to because I wanted him to like clear the air and put it out there yeah. if he was willing to. Just because, like I said, I am a fan. Like I yeah. want. I want that redemption story. I want him to be like, yo, I just... That's the main reason why I have Come out here and admit it. Like, like, I want him to... Like, if if there's something to admit, like, yo, like, I want the redemption. Like, yeah, I did it. I was a piece of shit. Sorry. But, yo, I flipped it around and got it out to him. And you know what I mean? Like, that's that's the story I want. Well, on his... If you look on his Instagram, after the allegations were done, uh, he went ahead and went back in and... Uh, knocked out features. He did for some, not for. Every, I, I did. Ha- I, I'll be honest. I had a few uh, artists reach out to me from across the country about it, and that's why I reached out to him. I was like, you know what? Let me reach out to him and see if I can get him on here. And like I said, obviously he's a good dude, man. I I, assume, I, I, I I do think he is. I've I talked to him. He's, yeah. he's a cool dude, man. I'm sure his son's really cool too. Like, yeah. really good. He's a, he's a good person. I think everybody who was part of Strange, like. JL was one of the first people that walked up to me and slapped hands with me with Joey Cool saying that they liked what I did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I have a picture with both of them. My my point is anybody who's not part of Strange or was part of Strange still got love for it. Huge fan. Like, will happily shake hands with every single one of them right. uh, and say that I got I'm love talented. for it. I love JL. Oh, I JL. love his shit. JL's fire. Yeah. Like, they're all fire. I don't know exactly what happened. All I am saying is what I've heard. And there's more that I've heard, but I won't talk about because it's not my place. Mm -hmm. But my point is this. Uh, If you're an independent artist and you're asking for a feature from another artist. Get a contract. Get a contract. 
Make it legal. And don't ask Godimus for it. <laughs> I mean, I've asked Godimus. It's, it's, it's happened for uh, me. Okay, you don't count, man. You're inside I'd, a circle, kind of, man. You've my, seen, I've seen you perform with him. It, that's fair. And my point is, is it, along with that, and, you know, if, if you're going to be signed to a label, you, the biggest thing is be so established as an artist to a T where if they are putting their influence on your music in the sense of if they're going to uplift you, they've got to do something bigger than what you've already doing. Mm -hmm. So like for an example, I make a, my ROI for my investment is about 30% of each shirt that I sell. So if, if you could beat 30% on my sales in the contract of each merch sale that I have, then I'll sign the contract. If you can give me 40%, yeah, let me Sign that right now. I'm just going to give you 31%. Yeah. Even 31, <laughs> I will take 31 yeah. because then I don't even have to worry about the, the logistics of everything. <clears throat> if you want to buy off of my website, which, by the way, my website, for everybody who's paying attention, nickgibbs316.com, on my merch, if you purchase it, I have Danny from Tight Wraps here in Wichita who makes the shirt by hand and distributes it out and sends it off for me. Oh, dope. It is fantastic. And so my point is, it's like, They now, if there was a contract presented in front of me, they've got to buy the rights of that from me. Cha-ching. Fuck you, pay me. And so, like, my LLC. I have a legitimate LLC and a trademark on my logo. I would hope so. So now, you have to buy off of that. Mm Cha-ching. You have to buy off of that. Get paid, Nick Gibbs. Get effing paid. That My point is, is if you have the most established portion of yourself put together mm-hmm. record labels have a hard time fucking you out of it if you are maintained as a fully established artist now they have to pay the premium package if they have to do all this footwork to make you a legitimate artist i'm not saying that the people who were before on strange music weren't legitimate artists i'm sure they had their own thing and they were doing a phenomenal job I'm just saying if you are an independent artist and you're looking to sign to a record label, you've got to make sure that all of your ducks are in a row and you are just on point to a point that they are only to project you. If there's no projection, then it's not worth your time. You might as well just stay independent. You got to start a class? As I would love to. <laughs> you this, do a podcast, uh, oh, you yeah. know, promotional, you know, uh, uh, how to get started in the music industry podcast. Well, that's what I'm doing with my other artists. Yeah. My other artists, part of Namal, not on my level, is me generating them. Like, for an example, I invested on their merch. I've already paid for their logos to be made. I've already paid for their merch to be made. And it's literally nothing but positive. Fuck, you know, fuck strange music. Just be Nick Gibbs music. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Independent, start your own, you know, paper route empire type mm. Label, you know I, what I mean? Nick Gibbs label. I just want to see growth. Right. I want to put people on in positions that I wish I had for myself because I don't know when my last day is going to be on this earth. Yeah. I could get hit by a car tomorrow. You know what right. I'm saying? I, yeah. My my point is, is what lives on is what you impact in this world. Sometimes money isn't it. Like, yeah, I would love to get paid millions of dollars. I'd love to. I would love to be able to look at my bank account and not have to worry about... My goal in life is to put everything on auto pay and not have to worry about anything. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. My point is, that's that's one thing. 
But what's really what what makes life really worth living, right? Is to be able to say that I've inspired people. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had I could show you messages on my phone, man. I've had people say that like they're going through a rough patch, and my music has helped them, man. Oh, I've had a few people like that hit me up too at the podcast and be like, yo, your podcast makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, you, you're saving lives, man, when, when you're inspiring right. people. For sure. And like, I had somebody tell me the other day, like, dude, I've, I've had a really rough patch and I don't know what it is about your music right now, but it is nice. just making it work. And that means a lot to me. I have I artists that are looking up to me and say, dude, I love what you're doing. Can you teach me the ways? Dope. And like, I, it means more to me than that mm-hmm. because I could be gone tomorrow, but like there's going to be people that have learned from but what touch, I've done. Yeah, you start building like this little, yeah, this group, this tree. It's, it's just, it's, it's all love, man. Hell like, yeah. And they were asking me like, what do you need in return or anything like that? And my only thing that I asked for them was your merch money stays your merch money so you can continue to have merch. And I told them the the, the rocking points. So once the logo is made, mm-hmm. once the merch is made, you sell the merch and you figure out within that merch pack which ones are the most popular. So if I'm selling all these shirts mm-hmm. and my large is the first one to go, large is going to be the biggest investment on the next turnaround. And then the profit goes in, and then you take what you've already invested in and put it back in. Save the profit, invest back in. Save the profit, invest back in. Holy crap, I've got a crap ton of money in here, and I still have my merch all put together. Mm -hmm. What do I do next? Okay, well, let's branch out. The shirts are slowing down on the cost or on the spending. People are not buying it now because everybody's got it now. Put something new out. New drop. Profit, bam. Profit, bam. Back into it, right? Then eventually you have an X amount of money that helps support the website, which creates residual income that you don't even have to worry about. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to be at the show. People just buy it. Dope. Yeah, yeah. Just buy it online. Right. And it's already shipped out for you. Yeah. So then... What that what that does for you as an artist relieves some of the pressure. What if you are at like I'll give you an example. This is why I've invested in a website, and I wish I did it sooner. Oh wow! Like, dude, I really wish I did. Okay, I'm kicking myself for it. But like, I invested in my website after the fact that I was in Salt Lake City selling all my merch. My merch was gone. I was there for like a two day music festival, and all my merch was sold out. Nice. And ran out. So when I came home, people were like, still hitting me up from Salt Lake City. Hey, do you have a shirt in this size? This, I had to go get the shirt, pay for it, and then ship it out. And logistically, was just the most annoying thing Yeah, hey, that sounds like a nightmare. After, after like fifth or sixth time, I was so <laughs> tired of it, right? Right. Because I'm going to the UPS the next day. They're like, oh, back at it again. Yeah. Okay, cool. But my point is, is like when I got the website, then it's already done on the back end. They're ordering it. I get a notification on my email that it's been paid and it's going to be shipped out. Nice. It's beautiful. And I don't have to worry about yeah. it. Yeah. 
I can still keep doing what I'm doing. I'm not taking my lunch break at work and try to go ship out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Or going early. But that's my point. It's like these artists that I put on, so Sachi, the Rebel, and FYI, they're already in the right space where I wish I started. You know, they're they're already getting a merch pack, and then each one will just invest back in. And they made a vow to me that they're not going to spend it on drinks. They're not going to spend it on all this unnecessary stuff. It your merch money stays your merch money, mm-hmm. and they get to watch that grow, which is going to fuel them more. Nice. And then yeah, like your old mentor over here. Well, I want to see people win, man. I and hear I, you, and I want to. I want to remove. So first of all, a lot of people call me fake. They say, "Nah, you really? Not, you're not." They, they do. Like, there's people that I don't work with anymore because they call me fake. They thought that, oh, he's just spitting about unity, but he's not really about it. And the problem was, let's be real with it. I stopped feeding them shows because either a they didn't bring people to the show, or b uh, they just didn't appreciate it. Okay. And they weren't giving back. That's the thing. It's like I give to artists that give back. Mm-hmm. If you're not f- giving somebody else something after I've given you something or not giving even anything back to me after I've given you stuff, yeah. what kind of friendship is that? What kind yeah, of loyalty kind of is, that? is that? Yeah. yeah. And I noticed it, and so I cut, cut it out. But I first started with the distance. I kept the distance to see how they react mm-hmm. and how quick they would slither to somebody else. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's exactly how it was. They just quickly slithered to somebody else. And that's my point. My point is this. It's like, y- y- y'all call me fake. Y'all say I'm not really about it. Well, I I got paid. I got I got a, I got a good good chunk of change because I worked hard and I earned it, right? Mm-hmm. And I put my hard-earned money into two artists to make them way more established than half the artists out there because they're worth it. Yeah. And I believe in them. And they believe in it, too. And then my buddy James, who's also tied with it, you know, who who has that venue, you know what I'm saying? That gentleman right there helped push another envelope with us for artist development, giving us a place to rehearse. Nice. Uh, yeah, it looks, sounds like you're building a nice little team and a nice surrounding of just awesomeness around you. It's a Building blessing. people up. That's awesome, man. And that's my goal, man. And I heard you on the phone before you got here. You had Unique calling, and like you guys got a show, sounds like, here at the end of April. April yeah. or April 19th, you say? A- April 9th. April, April 9th? 9th, yes. Okay. So, uh, like, I got This will be out by then. For all you people out there still listening, check out uh, Barleycorns yes. in Wichita. Yes. Unique Nick Gibbs, as far as I'm concerned. You guys have heard them both on the show. Uh, they're phenomenal. Yeah. Either one. You yep, know, yep. and you got Miss Nicole. Miss Nicole's know, blowing up right now. She's phenomenal. You know, just beautiful lady. I think she's yeah. just inside and out. Just Did a good she work person. with Alan Wayne? Uh, yeah. On party like grown ups? Yeah. Was that Miss Nicole? I th- okay. I, it I th- could It could be. I Who was I, I spoke out of turn. It, 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 I don't know. Okay. I, I know that Alan Wayne and her are tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, good people. Uh, by the way, Alan Wayne, I love you, man. <laughs> Every time I have an opportunity, I'm gonna let him know. I love <laughs> you, like you're my boy. Uh, but that's that's my thing. It's like unity, legitimate unity, mm-hmm. and I stand behind it. And my actions also speak it. And so, a lot of people should learn from that. And I want to be a leader of unity and promote people. Uh, I've had I've had situations where I've got burned by doing that, but oh yeah, I've also had better situations where I have the 100%. right people who appreciate it. And I've had some people above me 
give me that olive branch. You know Dope. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, like Selim, I will mention every single time I'm on any sort of podcast, Selim blessed me with the first ever GERD Award that happened in Wichita, Kansas. I'm the first GERD Award winning artist there. Nobody can take that away from me. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? And like people like from Strange Music. So Jerry Robinson just recently put me as a headliner and introduced me. And it's never happened before, but he announced me. Fun. You feel me? Yeah, that's cool. And like, you what know. A fun, little fun moment. It's crazy. Yeah. Joey Cool knows me by first name basis. I step into the scene in my suit. He knows exactly who I am. Nice. Comes in slap hands. Uh, Tay Diggs is the same way. You know, eventually I'm going to get to people like Tech Nine and, you know, Travis Oakwin, and they're going to respect me and know that I'm working hard and putting in work. And, you I know, believe it. I, I believe it too. I believe it, man. I believe you're on this mission. I believe you have been. I think it's going to happen. I love the unity. I love what you're doing. Thank I you. love seeing. I like seeing, uh, you know, I love the Kansas City scene, but I like seeing the little outskirts too. I like seeing Wichita. I like seeing, you know, I like, I, I, I talk a little shit on Wichita sometimes online and about the rap scene out there, but it's all in good fun. Uh, I like what you're doing. I obviously respect it. Uh, I'd like to get you back in here again soon. Hopefully, le- you know, less than two years from now. And well, let's do, uh, yeah. let's do pretty soon. Yeah. And let's bring Namal. I'll bring my my team with me. We'll figure something cool I'll, out. I'll, I'll bring the, I'll bring the whole squad. Oh uh, yeah. I'll bring James and everybody. We'll we'll come in in one van and we'll just <laughs> sit out here and we'll just we'll just have All a blast. Right. We'll chop it up. Yeah, that'd be dope. It, it will be fun. All right. Uh, the, you'll see some really cool artistry. Like uh, the I'm telling you, man. They're the ones that, so I was kind of this. I was the guy in the corner, right? Like I was right. talking earlier. Yeah, yeah. They they are the guys in the corner that people overlook. And okay. I saw that and felt that in my soul. And I was like, yeah, this this stops here. Dope. Well, let's get them out here. We'll get out, you out here again. Absolutely. Any dates you want to promote or you want to kind of oh talk gosh. your shit real quick right here? <laughs> kind of. First of all, Not On My Level. Shout out to everybody on Not On My Level, man. Namal. Uh, I want to shout out to James for sure for from Muse for hooking it up and making things possible. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to Neander Talk hey, podcast. Call it your boy. Uh, number one podcast in in Missouri, right? Number one. Hey, number one in the Midwest, at least. Numero uno. <laughs> this is the big boss, and you know I I just got a lot of love for a lot of artists out there. I want to shout out to Wichita, Kansas, three one six. You know you guys are really doing it, Kansas City, Omaha. You know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Colorado, y'all are really doing it. Missouri, stand up, you know what I mean? I love y'all too. Kansas City, man, I know you guys love me, so I love you back for sure. I just, uh, you know, the Midwest is the next one to come up. And the only way that we're going to do that is if we all believe in unity. So if you could take anything from this podcast, plug all the other extra stuff, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, rumors aside, whatever drama or controversy aside, Let's talk about the bigger picture, and the bigger picture is everybody needs to come together. Uh, somebody who is successful now does not interfere with your success in the future. Just wait, clap on the sidelines, and you will get that same in return. Uh, it, real authentic love conquers all sort of hate. <laughs> so fuck beef. You know, I've had many beefs. I've had many issues. I've had people threaten me, you know, and everything, <laughs> and I've solved it with love, man, like l- legit. Love conquers all. Um, another thing, too, is just pay it forward. Be a good person. It's easy to be an asshole. It's you right. know, something else to be a good person. So inspire yeah. others and make life better for everybody, you know? Yeah, but that sounds totally gay. 
<laughs> Bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, thank you. Hell yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah, thank you. Do man. it again. I got to piss. Yeah, go pee. Let's get out of here. Yeah, it was fun, man. Thank you. A lot of good content. Yeah. Daddy, my tablet died. Oh, no. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Hope you got a cord for in the car to keep it charged. No, he's going to nap in the car. I already know. Oh, uh, one of them. Yep, yeah, my he, daughter's like that, too. She's in the car for more than 15, hey, more than 10 minutes. She's out. You did a good job. You were a little rocky at first, but we got it figured out. What do you expect from me? I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I expect nothing but extraordinary. <laughs>